Hi, everyone. This is Catherine Adams. And Elizabeth Wallace. And you're listening to Binary System Podcast number 113. And tonight we have a Nightville episode to recap. God, it feels like it's been weeks and weeks and weeks, like longer than the month that it actually took for them to be on a hiatus. Yeah, I guess I was thinking about it. I'm like, you know, math. Technically, the last episode we got from them was December 15th. So it's actually been a month and a half. Okay. Uh, (laughs) That's actually, yeah. (laughs) And time, because time is weird. Time is weird, yes. So we are recapping episode 121 of Night Vale, A Story of Love and Horror, Part 1, Barks. Yes, the titles are still getting longer you're not imagining things right so and this was felt oddly truncated i guess because it's a multi-part episode but it felt like it just i don't know that it took maybe about five minutes and then suddenly we're done i mean i do i know it was longer than that but geez yeah and technically this is even part one of three so maybe they're just breaking their episodes down into much tinier chunks nowadays but it was, it's not going to take too much to recap. And by the way, we've listened to it. We're going to go ahead and spoil the hell out of it. So you probably should listen to it before you listen to this. Blah, blah, blah. You know how all this works. But, you know, it. in the end... Uh-oh. Uh, drink. Sirens. Everybody drink. <laughs> <laughs> what are you drinking tonight? Absolutely nothing. Are you kidding? I'm still recovering from the last time I had something to drink. Good God. <laughs> but it sounded like it was a fun party. Oh, it was a great party. I traveled for business last month and for helping out with an inspection at my company. And apparently the inspection went, you know, as well as can be expected. So we had a party that was funded by my business and they paid for the alcohol and I had too much of it. Oh dear. <laughs> that is never fun. I hope I was sympathetic on the phone because when you were like, "Ugh, I'm hungover. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. And then you're like, no, seriously, I'm hungover. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it was. <laughs> oh, my, I always appreciate any kind of advice about how to deal with the hangover. Not that I think any of it truly helps by the time you're no. to the point where you're trying to get rid of a hangover, but you no. always need a little help that it will eventually go away. Because honestly, you get to a point when you are so miserable and you start thinking, well, that's it. I have a permanent hangover. This is just the way things are now. I know. It's like you need some excuse to tell your brain, okay, chill the hell out. This will eventually go away. But to have something to focus on, like the wet washcloth over your face or how much water you've drunk or whatever, none of it does any good except time. But, yeah, you know, yeah. And the time does eventually help. So, But I will be... Maybe taking a bit of a sober February. I don't know. Perhaps I shall give alcohol up for Lent this month. Oh, that would, that's brave of you. Well, everyone's talking about all the benefits that you can get from skipping alcohol for a while. So, I don't know. Maybe? We'll see. Yeah. I, I still yeah. have a thing of honey whiskey in the cabinet, so it'll all depend on when exactly I get to the point where like, hmm, that looks tasty because I'm not there yet. No, and that's that's one of the things about a hangover. If you do want to give up alcohol, there's nothing better than a really good hangover to make you want to do that. Yeah. Anyway, so, but, um, yeah, so the episode will probably be a pretty simple recap because you're right, it was a very simple story. There were a lot of extra details about the community calendar and the sponsor and all that, and especially the weather, which I liked very much. But the story itself was about two of the characters have started dating. Yep. It's Francis Donaldson, who you know as the owner of the antique store, and Nazir Al-Mujahid, who is the football coach in Nivale. And I, I really liked how they were really stressing in the story that both of them kind of started dating and dating apps, and, and neither of them had 
any expectations going into it, which is probably the most healthy way to go into dating that you can possibly get. Right, because they talked about Nazar. You know, he's obviously he's obsessed with football. He thinks about football all the time, which is good for him. He likes thinking about football a lot. But then he started thinking that maybe he could add something to his life. And I love the way they put it. It's not about fixing a problem. It's about improving a good situation. And I think that is also the best way to look at it. Yeah, it really is. I mean, these two went in with the absolute best kind of mindset. So it's a little disconcerting that the title of the episodes are a story of love and horror because I'm like, "Mm, how is this going to go bad? (laughs) Right. So um, let's see what uh, the community calendar. We had the community calendar today, which I always love. And I'm trying to see some of the stuff that they talked about. Uh, The Nightville Booster Club is meeting to discuss how to make football shorter, which I think is a rather timely thing to talk about since at the time of this recording, it's Super Bowl Sunday and neither of us are interested. And I'm going to be kind of glad when no one's talking about it anymore. Yeah, exactly. Everybody at work was talking about, you know, this team, that team, whatever. And I'm like, I don't have a dog in this fight. So that's fine. But you know, shout out to all the people we do know who do enjoy football and are enjoying the game for what it is. So that's totally fine. But the booster club idea is that you really need to bring the football game to a quick 15 minutes. Yeah, exactly. Because everybody needs to go home and watch the latest episode of Stop Chef, which is one of those cooking shows where everybody competes to stop a chef from cooking and I'm like I'd watch that show (laughs) but a Wednesday is a love day at Dark Owl Records and this was just really Michelle Nguyen's uh, she's going to try to show how ridiculous uh, love is by just playing songs that show how what a ridiculous concept love is like ain't no mountain high enough which you know of course we all know that mountains aren't real so that would be pretty ridiculous but I loved how they put this segment because former intern Maureen was there as well with Nichelle, holding hands with Nichelle, agreeing with Nichelle that love is absolutely ridiculous and all these other things and all encompassing. And then Nichelle said, what? And Maureen said, what? And then they both got embarrassed and asked Cecil to leave. (laughs) And it's so funny when they said that Maureen was holding hands with Nichelle, both Kath and I like looking up each other. We're like, oh, yay. Yay, It's canon. (laughs) It is. So that's adorable. But uh, we went on from there. And what was the bit where they were talking about the one movie, The Grift of the Magi? I think it's the movie that's showing in Night Vale right now. And it's just like basically the gift of the Magi, except it's sort of a robbery caper type of movie where... it's the two two people are in a relationship, but they're both conmen, and they decide to steal their way to getting presents for each other, and then they find out at the end that they've actually stolen each other's money. And I'm like, I want this movie. Oh, yeah. I would also watch that movie, yes. And I have a feeling like it actually already exists, you know? Probably. I don't know. It's a great concept. Very... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. But uh, there's also going to be the secret police parade this week, which no one is allowed to participate in or attend. Yeah, that's because secret police. Yeah, right. Makes sense. Yeah. So we were talking about, you know, sort of Nazir's mindset and what he enjoys and talking about France's mindset. And she's always been fascinated by time and how you could stand still and not do anything. And yet time kind of moves on. You're imperceptibly older. And it's not a scary sort of thing for her. It's just something that fascinates her, which is why she basically started an antique store and sort of collecting all these things have been washed up on the shores of time. And her mindset about time... It really does fascinate me ever since reading an article about 
relativity and this idea that, oh, if you travel as close to the speed of light, then time will slow down. Apparently, that isn't just close to the speed of light. That is, the faster you are moving through space, the slower you are moving through time. And there is apparently actually a website out there. I haven't been able to find it recently, but you can enter in how much traveling you've done on planes and they will you know estimate how fast planes go and it would tell you how many hundredths of a millionth of a second you have added to your life by the fact that you are managing to go slower through time when you're traveling in a plane no way i love that idea <laughs> so oh, that's i just awesome. i just thought that was i mean i'm not even sure how someone how einstein came up with that whole concept so the idea that how you move through space does affect time. And now now I'm thinking Doctor Who and all that stuff. And I'm sure they've gone into the idea of relativity with Doctor Who as well, but I can't think of any particular episode as an example. Not off the top of my head. I'm sure it's been discussed a bunch of times, but it made me think of actually that one Stephen King short story. And if I've got the right one, I just looked it up. It's called Mrs. Todd's Shortcut. And it's this guy talking about this woman and what she just loved to do was go driving to places and just she just looked at maps to find shortcuts, you know, to find exactly the shortest possible way to get to places. And she actually took somebody on a ride at one point and they ended up going, you know, taking these shortcuts and he swore they dropped into another dimension, but she ended up getting someplace that was less like than, than the miles that if you drew a straight line as the crow flies, she found a shortcut that was actually less than that amount of miles. And then there was something about how they ended up living forever. And I'm like, that that sort of sounds like the same kind of thing. It is. It was, I guess, I can't remember which book that was in. I have this kind of like overarching fear of that story because I think there may have been one of King's more horrifying stories in that book. But I do like that story. Oh, yes, I know why you think that. It's in his book, Skeleton Crew. Oh, my God. That's the one that has the jaunt. It also has the raft. And... The jaunt, Whoa, the jaunt, yeah. and the raft are two Stephen King short stories that I kind of wish I'd never read because yes, they're just yes. that scary. Oh yeah, they're awful. I mean, I love some good scary Stephen King stories. There's a lot of Stephen King stories that scare the heck out of me. Those ones, that's the tipping point between scary and really disturbed and kind of unhappy about it. Yeah, you know? no, so, so that, that's, that must be why Mrs. Todd's. Mrs. Todd's Wild Ride, is that what it was? Uh, Mrs. Todd's Shortcut. Mrs. Todd's Shortcut. That must be why I have that feeling that that story is scarier than it actually is. Just those other two stories color my whole perception of the rest of the book. (laughs) You know, it's like they bled, those two stories bled into all the other stories in the book, and now you can't, I don't own a copy of it. I absolutely would not own a copy of that book just because of those two stories. Just because I don't want that in my house. No, 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 no. But anyway, so, you know, fascination about time, and then she meets up with... With Nazir. Um, uh, by the way, they were on the dating app Void, which I'm like, there should be a dating app called Void. They really should. And, um, you know, they actually, they had a really nice lunch date. It started out awkward, but then they kind of started talking about football and then talking about football trophies, which when you get down to it, football trophies are kind of weird. They're not really kind of anatomically correct. And from there, it's into antiques and then it's into time and their perception of time and their families and everything. They had a really good lunch. Yep. 
and uh, to the point where they were both thinking about each other afterwards. You know, Nazar was yeah. not able to focus fully on football anymore because he was still thinking about her. Like, aw. Yeah. And they actually arranged to have a second date, and they're very happy about it. And they were both thinking about each other. And then I think what they said was that they simultaneously texted each other at the same time that night, 10.52 p.m., Remember that. They said that really specifically. That's going to be important. Yeah. I don't know how, but it's going to be important. Yep. So uh, before we go on to the rest of their story, we had the weather, which I loved. <laughs> yeah. oh, now, I yes. thought for a second that it started out with like a kind of really low guitar beat, but it may have been cello. I was having a hard time hearing it fully through the, because the, list, I'm listening it through Skype on Elizabeth's account. So was that cello that it started out with? I think it was. Okay. Yeah, it was. It was, yeah. it was just a wonderful little cello beat there. And then the female vocalist starts singing. And then there's a violin a fiddling in the background with this kind of complicated tune that sort of weaves its way in and out of the melody and just loved every bit of it. So what was the uh, the name and the, the artist? It was Riches and Wonders by Eliza Rickman and Jarek Bischoff. And apparently it's a cover of a song by the Mountain Goats, which, of course, they're doing another podcast called I Only Listen to the Mountain Goats. So that's where that crossover came in there. There was a bit like right at the chorus where you get to the end of the chorus and it kind of resolves itself. And then it goes into this like very quiet pizzicato thing. And I was just like, oh, it just made me smile the whole time. Really, really one of the best ones. You know, I think I can count on one hand the really really amazing ones that we've heard and I think that one counts in it. I think we should possibly do a episode of a Binary System podcast at one point that's all about Night Vale weather. I think there's yeah. probably enough songs on there that we could do a whole podcast on that. I think we need to and this one would definitely go in there. It was well, well done. Really, really, really liked it. So we get back from the weather and in the story the relationship is progressing and you know, they meet over at each other's place every once in a while, but sometimes they just kiss and go home because they're both adults who can occasionally control themselves. And I'm like, okay, that's a little <laughs> bit on point there, but that's fine. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. And then they're over at Nazar's place and Francis is still awake and Nazar's asleep and she's just watching television and she's watching, there's an old Friends episode on, it's the one where Joey slowly and bonelessly rolls across the floor while Phoebe opens every cabinet in the house screaming and I'm like, oh, (laughs) I've had dreams like that where you're watching a TV show or a movie that you've seen before and you really like, but everything's different. (laughs) Yeah, that that was a really good image right there. I like that a lot. But then it said Francis, you know, had seen this episode too many times to laugh out loud about it now. And then it goes to a commercial, and it's the Sheriff's Secret Police public service announcement, and it's their mascot, Barks Ennui, and he's, you know, doing his terrible puns about, you know, reporting on your neighbors and everything. And then he says her name directly, and then he turns his head to look at her. And he steps out of the television at her. Ah, <laughs> like, oh my God, it's the ring. God. And he's still very cartoony, but he's kind of flickering. But his head kind of turns to the side and it's sort of drooping away a little bit. And his voice goes all weird. I mean, it's getting really disturbing. And he looks at her and he says, Francis, you don't belong here. You have to fix this. And she starts to scream and nothing happens. And she screams again and nothing happens. And uh, stay tuned next for what happens in the rest of the story. Ah! (laughs) I think that 
that was why the episode felt so truncated, because I was just kind of like, that's it? You're leaving it there? Yep, that's where they're leaving it. So there you go. That's it. That's all for Nightville this week. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness. So yeah, now yeah, I'm yeah. really looking forward to a um, couple of weeks from now, because um, now I want to find out what the hell happened. And you know what? It's so funny. The weather really does tend to sometimes will make or break an episode. I mean, it was a good episode. It was very interesting and, you know, clever and everything. But, oh, my God, the weather was so good. I'm like, this is the best episode ever. <laughs> so anything else you want to talk about? Anything that's happened? Um, you know, you had a pretty good trip in Massachusetts, I Yes, hope. very good. Uh, caught up on a bunch of episodes of the originals. I would just, you know, go to my nice. room. I would have my crocheting. I would have Netflix on my nook. And I would just sit down and watch episodes. And I watched one episode of Vampire Diaries but I'm just not really feeling it. I'm kind of waiting until I actually get interested in the story. It's the whole bit with Stefan and Damon's mother has been brought out of one of the uh, other world prisons that she's been kept in. And now there's this whole thing where she apparently turned a whole bunch of rebellious members of the Gemini witch family into vampires. I'm like, oh my God, I don't care. Yeah, it, it did... I don't know. Once they get to the final season, it almost feels a little rushed because they were trying to wrap up a lot of storylines. But at the same time, it's good because I felt like the show was starting to get way bogged down. I mean, when it ended, it ended because it needed to end, which is good. They probably carried it on a season too long, but they didn't carry it on two seasons too long. So yay. Well, I just, I mean, it starts to move faster. Ever since they introduced the, you know, the Gemini, witch family, whatever the hell, cult, I don't know. I've been like, Why do we even have any sympathy for anybody in this entire family? I mean, their entire tradition is breeding twins to slaughter each other so one could take over all the power in the family. That's horrible. Yeah, and also the one psychopathic brother who's like all with his plots and plans and everything. I'm like, he's... He's a good villain, I guess, but he's so irritating. All the Just, time. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm done yeah. with that. So still interested in the originals, but I'm kind of far back in the story. So I don't know if I'll get tired of that at some point, but it would be nice to see the entire story. Well, I'll tell you right now. I mean, if you get way, 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 way tired of Vampire Diaries, if you want to skip forward and just watch the final season, you'd probably be able to pick up what you'd missed. Okay. Well, I'll have to consider that. Yeah. And you still have Damon and he's still pretty. So that's, that's true. Fun. Very true. Yeah. And... Yeah, I've been trying to catch up on some of the Oscar stuff. I saw The Shape of Water, which I do recommend. It is very, very pretty. It is a nice story. It's not always a happy story, but it is. I, I enjoyed it. It's very cool. Good. Yeah, I'm getting curious about that. Everyone said really, lots of really good things about it. Don't think I've heard anybody who didn't like it yet. No, I think everybody likes it. And I always try and watch all the documentary stuff, mostly because I don't know anybody else who does. But I did watch one called... Heaven is a traffic jam on the 405, and I'm probably going to have a review of it go up. I'm probably going to do like a group review of all the documentaries. It's actually about this artist, and she's been around for quite some time. I've never heard of her, but it's kind of a story about mental illness, but also the nature of creativity, and I don't know. Do you remember the name of the artist who did all of the covers for Hunter S. Thompson's stuff. You know what I'm talking no, about. No, I don't. Oh, man. Shoot. Pause. I'm going to look it up. Hang on. Hang on. Ralph Steadman. Yes. Yeah, her work is not Ralph Steadman, okay. but it really reminded me of of his stuff. I just, I, it had a, a similar kind of feeling. And she is considered an outsider artist, but not because she's 
she has had a lot of teachers, so it's not like one of those self-taught type of things, but she does create most of her stuff in isolation just because of the nature of her mental illness. Oh, it's a it's a beautiful little documentary, oh, okay. and it's like 40 minutes long, and if you just Google the name of it, I want to say it's on like shortoftheweek.com. It's there for free. Highly recommend it. Really beautiful. Okay. Well, I'll definitely have to give that a try. Yeah. Anything else you wanted to talk about? No, um, I'm really hoping that the Carolina Theater deci- in Durham decides to have another showing of all the animated shorts, because Nathan and I went to see that last year, and that was great. And it was a really good, I mean, a couple hours worth of animations, and it just sort of flies by. Yeah, it does. And it might not even, well, no, change that. Last year it was a couple hours worth, because most of the time the animations are like, Sometimes as short as five minutes, but, you know, five, 10, 15 minutes until you got to Parasiter and Cigarettes. They put the whoa. time 30 minutes and we're like, whoa, holy cow. So well, pretty could, long for a short. Which was interesting that they decided to include a couple of shorts that didn't get a nomination and watch them. Yeah. I'm like, OK, well, I guess these are fine. Not sure why you're including them here because they're obvi- they weren't nominated. And I didn't really think they were up to the same caliber as the rest of the entries. Do you suppose maybe they were just trying to pad things out to make sure that it'd be a couple hours in the theater because you're paying for the ticket price of a movie? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I almost thought that Pear Cider and Cigarettes took care of that. Yeah, I thought so too. But yeah, I know they're definitely showing them here. Actually, they're showing, I want to say, all the short animations, all the short feature films, and all the short documentaries. But the documentaries, a lot of those short documentaries are like 40 minutes long. And if there's five of them, I'm like, that's that's a pretty long commitment of time. Really? Right there. Is. I don't, oh, yeah. 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 I don't think I need to be in a movie theater for two and a half, three hours, but maybe that's just me. But I guess that's just going to wrap us up for the week. So make sure to check out pixladygeek.com for Catherine's book reviews, the comic book reviews, the podcast, Jordan's video game reviews, the photo galleries, getting closer to convention season. Oh, my goodness. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. 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 Ooh, we're man. Uh, Already uh, looking forward to uh, doing um, Oak City Comic Con this year. Nice. I I haven't figured out what I want to dress as, though. Maybe I'll work a little bit more on my gender-bent 10th Doctor costume. Um, Nathan uh, has been watching a bunch of uh, the different uh, Godzilla and Japanese monster movie films, and he thinks you and I need to do a cosplay of the twins from the Mothra movies. Oh my god, the ones that show up in the pearl or the, the yeah, singing the, type of thing? The the teeny little uh, uh, miniature twins singing Masura. <laughs> we, we might, could make that happen. We might, <laughs> Maybe yes. a thing, yes. We'd, so have to, well, we'd have to choose one of their more outlandish uh, costumes or outfits so that people would actually know who the heck we were supposed to be. Oh my god, you know what I saw a cosplay of? So we read a webcomic called Oglyph, which don't Google that while you're at work. It is for grown-ups. Yeah, it, is. it is. It is like, not. Uh, it's intensely porn. All oh, the yeah. Way. Yeah. But really well drawn and hilarious a lot of times and bizarre as hell. And two people showed up at a convention at a booth. What is it? The the priests of Karnak, the ones where Karnak hates you or whatever. They're the- ah, the priests of Sithrak. Yes, that's exactly what it is. And they were spot on. They had the X's in front of their eyes and they oh my these smiling expressions and the costumes are beautiful. And I'm like, oh, that is a deep pull, but that was good. Because, you know, she's got, I think the artist sells tracks of Sithrak that are kind of like the um, Jack Chick tracks, only done yes. entirely for people who are spreading the word about Sithrak. And just... Oh. I they're, I haven't gotten them because they're kind of pricey to get a packet of them, 
but that would be mm. so hilarious if they were passing those out too. Oh my God. Yeah, I just, and there's actually, there's a few others. I think I saw a really good Ivan at one point. He had the, what is it, the, the lizard of guilt on his shoulder at one point, but it just, <laughs> that was a more subtle one just because the dude who was doing the cosplay actually looked like Ivan. But oh you could, my there's God. so many characters you could do from that comic. I'm stuff. almost I'm like, positive I've seen someone do a cosplay of Mistress. The um, uh, magic wielding dominatrix woman who uh, uh, Ivan is uh, enslaved to. Yeah, that was that's that's a pretty killer costume right there too. Yeah, you'd really have to be brave to pull that one off. Well, wow. she didn't wear much. <laughs> nope, Not she much really doesn't. No, she really doesn't. But yeah, that might be good. Uh, with WonderCon, I'm kind of balancing it. I could do one of the minions of. Uh, Kaiselius, you know, our costume from Comic-Con, or I could do the Star Trek Vulcan one that I've got and put my ears on, or I could do the steampunk one. Haven't decided. Clock's ticking. I need to figure it out. Yeah, I, the um, acolyte of Kaecilius one, it's amazing how many people were just delighted that they recognized who I was. They were like, oh, oh my nice. god, Kaecilius. I mean, not just... Some people said Doctor Strange, but some people knew right away that this was Kaecilius's acolyte. I'm like, ah, you're a fan. That's awesome. Awesome. All right, that that may happen. We'll see. And then there's always like just the generic zombie option. I've got the stuff to do like a Zombie Runner Five again, so that oh, might that, happen as that's well. That's also good. Yep. There's a bunch of options. I need to look into it because I'm starting to get more and more into cosplay as I you know develop a few more costumes. It's it's yeah. kind of fun. Yeah, and I like the idea of the steampunk one, but it's it's just like. It's cool, but it's steampunk. It's neat, though, when somebody recognizes what the hell you are. That's cool. I really like that. What I would like to do is find another costume. I love when people do a steampunk take on an existing fandom, like steampunk Star Wars. That's awesome. Yes. And there's several good ones. Like, there's this one I've seen her at WonderCon a couple times, and she has, like, the dress with the bustle in the back Mm -hmm. and the high collar, and she's a Vulcan, and it's, oh, it's so nice. It just looks (laughs) wonderful. She looks great. Yeah. Fandom mashups are also cool. Yeah. Yeah, they are. So make sure to keep an eye out for all of that, pixelatedgeek.com, and we won't have enough. Nightville next week, but I am sure we will have something we can talk about next week. I don't know. Maybe we can talk about the fact that I am most of the way through the third season of Hannibal. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yes. We will have to oh. talk about that. Oh, so many things to talk about the season finale of season two. Yeah, we're gonna we have things to discuss. <laughs> <laughs> well, one way or the other, we will talk to everybody in one week. Talk to y'all later. Talk to y'all later.